This is the past from the guy next door, podcast number 59. Good evening. I'm your host, Pastor Simon Chapel, and the other handsome fellow is my next door neighbor, Bill Wool. Join us as we sit around the fire pit, talking with our guest this week, Phil Heimerl. We are live. Good evening, Bill. Good evening, Pastor. And please do introduce our guest. Again, we have the lovely and talented, as he refers to himself, big, tall, and ugly, <laughs> Phil Heimerl. Yes, but my brother Rich really has that title, but uh, and he knows it, but I'll take it. Thank you, Bill. <laughs> yeah, so you were... You were saying earlier in a short yes. discussion you were a sales rep for Campbell Soup Company yes and I I covered uh, Mankato I was uh, our headquarters is in Eden Prairie which covered the Minnesota and North and South Dakota region but I went from uh, Mankato down to Fairmont Fairbolt over to Worthington up to can't pull the name but it was a nice section of uh, grocery stores and and uh, C stores that I called on and what wonderful people you know being a relationship builder as I think I am um, it, it when I'd see him Does again Catherine know that that you're how's your relationship building with Catherine well that's you're a little, grimacing it's a little, <laughs> <laughs> that's a little different <laughs> but quite different actually but no, you know, you they just wanted to see you, and you'd get a special out of a warehouse somewhere that maybe had Hungry Man dinners because we were in the frozen food. You know, everybody relates to Campbell's Soup as Campbell's Soup, but we had SpaghettiOs, we had V8 juice, we had Campbell's tomato juice um, in the 46-ounce um, cans and um, multiple soups, chunky. But you get into the frozen food section, and there were hungry man dinners, and say you'd get an outdated ten cases in of storage in Minnesota, uh, Twin Cities, and you'd get a call. Hey, can you get rid of these? We'll give you a, a two dollars a case if you can sell them. Not to me, but to the owner of the store. And Bob Gunther in Fairmont, he. I would call him, and he goes, "I'll take them all." It just, it just, you know, that relationship that you built, those yep. guys. It's just like. Ksh, ksh, ksh. And you know, I was on the other end of that because, being a store owner, you did build relationships. Yeah. And sure. through the internet, many many orders had to be placed on the internet because you cut that out. And the most important thing is, and you've probably done this, is you've done. Uh, say 
helping through a network of retailers what works for one mm-hmm. person in Fairmont compared to one in Humboldt right. compared to one yes. in Mankato. You can be the go-between and everybody succeeds. Right. And right. We, and, and that's what's missing today. I don't know what the grocery business is like today, but I'm sure I don't either. It's, it's almost the same thing. But it was, uh, I was very fortunate and lucky to have um, a great job with a great company, still family-owned to my knowledge, and to call on the, you know, the people I called on because they were absolutely sure they'd give you a little bit of business when you'd see them once in a while, you know. Uh, Springfield, um, they were fun too. Oh, gosh. But, you know, the relationships you built are long-lasting in life. Long. And that's why they give you the business. That's And that's, they. oh, I'm trusting Phil because that beef stroganoff is going to sell. And or that, nice those margin. spaghettios. Oh. A lot of those? Yeah. So I had the the manager of our sales group um, traveling with me one day and I sold a half a truck of frozen food to Fairmont the grocery store direct store delivery they get free freight and he was so impressed he he, he was talking one day, like next the next week in a meeting, and he was talking about me, and I got my head down, and I'm like, oh my gosh. One of those hand-in-your-face kind of things? Yeah, it's like, he even goes, and if you don't know who this salesperson is, you better get out there and meet him, because <laughs> <laughs> he's doing... And I, I sold probably a full truck to Cub Foods in Mankato, too, but anyway. I'm not tooting my own horn, I'm just saying life experiences that happened to me, and well, people do business with people they like. Yeah. Whether it's buying or selling. I think they felt bad for me. Well, you know, uh, the, the, the pity angle is, is good sometimes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think they were like, oh, this poor guy, he probably needs a little bit of help. Yeah, make him feel good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. No, that was that was that was quite an experience. But you've had another experience just a couple of, like last week. Channel Twenty Seven out of Madison was a yes. Interview. Oh gosh, I here I am down at the Dodgeville Farmers Market buying a couple dozen ears of corn and some potatoes and uh, it's just some good stuff, you know. I just don't have time to have my own garden in this day and age right now, and. I run into this Channel 27 reporter, and he goes, I said to him, what are you doing? He said, I'm reporting on um, small-time, you know, smaller communities in America and how they're they're surviving. And I said, really? I got a story for you. (laughs) So (laughs) he he meets me at the store um, on Sunday. At about three fifteen, and he does his little. He does what he does, and I turn on channel twenty seven news at ten o'clock that Sunday night, and here my big tall ugly mug is on the news. It's a lead. Not a coffee mug either. It's a lead story. It's not a coffee mug. 
It's the lead story, and I'm like, oh boy. Oh, what have it we... It was what, the lead story. What are we doing? What have we done? But no, and it was very nice of him. AJ, thank you, if you ever hear this, uh, and Channel 27. Um, but yeah, you just, in this, in this climate, um, not weather related, you just, you have to adapt and persist and be vigilant um, to succeed, so. You have to have a lot of creative energy. And that's my lovely. I'm just, she keeps me behind the scenes, and because I'm... BT and you? BT and you. <laughs> In yeah. the, uh, the podcast world, we, uh, we refer to that as having a face for radio. There you go. Uh, yes. Yeah. There you go. See, we tell everybody we're a couple good-looking chaps. <laughs> Little do they know. You too. We're you too. You're better than good-looking chaps. We're audio only, so we, we can get away with all kinds of things. Don't sh- sell yourself short, boys. <laughs> okay. All right, Dad. Whoa. you got a lot of things going on. Yes. Down there. Yes. Yeah, so why don't... Let, let's almost have a, a real interview here. So why or how did you know Bill? Why did you decide to buy the business? What do you feel about it now? What were the things that surprised you the most? What were you expecting? Uh, Which question first, Simon? <laughs> all of all of them, all at once. Well, I'll tell you. Just start talking. You've been Come watching on. Number some one. of these news things, like they're interviewing <laughs> the president or somebody like that they don't like. <laughs> yeah. Bill is a very good teacher. He's a very good teacher, and... When this opportunity came up almost two years ago, um, I said, Catherine, let's, let's do this. And she looked at me like I had... Um, Been dropped on your head? It dropped on my head. More than once. More than once, <laughs> which it probably was. <laughs> and I said, no, this is a great opportunity. We, you know... Her being the city rec director for 15 years has all these contacts, her contacts, excuse me, uh, teacher at the school district, um, well-known family of uh, our last name in the community, and it was just, it was a slow process to get going, and I'm still, obviously I'm still learning, um, but with Bill's knowledge and tutelage and help, um, we've been very fortunate and uh, lucky because it just keeps cruising on. And I, my goal for this business is to keep this old man from retiring ever. Sounds like a part of a song, this old man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I got to get on the road because I've only had three sales calls my whole almost two years. And businesses, um, we're lucky. We're very fortunate. And we like to make quality products at quality prices. And we're not the biggest guy in the block, and we never will be. Um, well, my daughter did have a, uh, a T-shirt idea. I'll have to share it with you sure. uh, later. She's actually studying graphic design. There you go. And so she has a she has a t-shirt idea, and the rest of the family are like, oh, that's awesome! I mean, you do this, but she she hasn't done it yet. 
because uh, she's been taking a couple of classes. She's studying an MATC in, in Madison. Neat. So she's taken Good a couple of her. classes over the summer, and she's signed up for uh, some kind of pretty awful uh, class load this coming semester, although that'll all be uh, virtual, so she'll be yeah, uh, she'll be completely online, uh, which thankfully she's good at. She, she's she did online virtual um, public school. Yeah, uh, so she's actually quite good at that. But uh, she she loves the the, the graphic-y, arty type stuff. Good for her. It's so. kind of nice to know at an early age what you kind of like. Um, yes, yeah. Um, I remember a girl I went to school with in eighth grade. She knew she was going to be a dentist, a hygienist for a, a, a dentist. Okay. Like, how do you know that? So if you know that, it's kind of like... Well, but then you got to be careful, because I knew at age 13 when I first set eyes on a computer that I wanted to be tinkering with these, and... I, no, nobody, nobody told me don't ever turn your hobby into your job. And so, uh, I was a complete uh, geek and taught myself <laughs> to program and all kinds of stuff. Did a, I have a computer science degree, and then went into corporate programming and hated it. <laughs> so I have Isn't over, I have over twenty five years of. Now I've worked at some wonderful places I've had just some of the best co-workers ever uh, but a lot of the a lot of the work I, I, I hated hmm. uh, isn't that something one exception was the Sorter X project at Land's End I was a tech lead for that and it went for nearly five years and that was fun because they left me alone because <laughs> it was in the warehouse so no, nobody wanted to go. I love warehouses I when I was at university I worked as a warehouseman and you know, so I love the smell of cardboard in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, okay. Uh, That's okay. Yeah, I, I've so the the couple of IT projects I've done for warehouses, those have actually been fun. Everything else has just been oh, it's awful. <laughs> Lands End is um, a great. They have a great thing going on up there in my eyes, and I love being up there. But I just because our business has been. Um, so strong that I I was up there Tuesday, Wednesday since mm, before March, but now since March I I just can't get back there because we're we're just uh, really plugging away and uh, you have to really consider yourself fortunate because yes there's a lot of people lucky. their business dropped eighty percent right yeah no lucky and fortunate there's no doubt. And uh, any business that, and Bill's a big part of this because his base business, and I don't know how the heck he did what he did, you know, selling a man a suit and a tie, and then he'd go to the back of his store and print shirts. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, his wife must have wanted to hit him over the head with a bottle or something. Good thing that store was large. <laughs> we could have our own get, space. Get, you know, well, I, I noticed she you... spent a lot of time hiding downstairs. Yeah, well, you, you, yeah. you guys did a lot of social distancing back before that was trendy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
Or I was in my yeah. office downstairs oh. and she'd be upstairs commanding yeah. the ship. No, I think we had a good thing going. Oh, for sure you and, did. Uh, Quality stuff, too. Well, but. thank you. But also, you need to be part of the community, which you are. You coach. Catherine's done coaching. Yeah. She's in the school district, uh, yeah. city rec. You know, you're involved in, in so many community activities. Of course, you know, you're going right. to be a success. Well, yeah, I need a shirt for a family reunion or a business. Yeah, let's go see Phil and, and Catherine. It's not 608. It's Phil and Catherine. Right. Yeah. And when you take the time to sit on and design a shirt, that is huge. Because right. then you get people's attention. And they tell more people. Right. But don't you forget there that Bill has been a big part of this transition and very helpful um, in it and uh, without oh, him. Oh, I, I we believe would... it. Well, I've been his neighbor for, oh goodness, what is it now? Oh, you poor 16, guy. 17 years? Oh, being 17. a neighbor is like different. 34. <laughs> no. We've had twice as much fun as that. Being a neighbor is different. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, these no I'm just kidding. They are such lovely people. Yeah. And uh, Now you're canonizing us. Well, how can you not be a lovely person in this great neighborhood? I mean, look at the well, that's mm-hmm. true. the plants and and the yard and the landscaping. Boy, I tell you what, I would sure hate to have to live on the fifteenth floor oh. of a small apartment oh. in Philadelphia. And you know, there are people that love that stuff. It's like, oh, you know, don't me. Right. I am not yep. one of those people. No, no, no. I I, I need some. You know, space. there's excitement when there's entertainment, but that's all shut down. That's right. That is true. There's nothing going on. All right, Phil. So what's something interesting? So obviously you you screen print stuff. So you screen print T-shirts. What else have you screen printed? Um, well, we have um, four different available services. One is screen printing. Uh, number two is embroidery. We have two different embroiders that um, are out of out of our store. Um, just quality quality products. Uh, number three is a heat press, which is a different application. It still lasts for 20, 30 years. Uh, and then we're getting into the sublimation, which I'm going to go to Evansville tomorrow to a kid, um, Jeremy, that I used to coach and get uh, 150 gators that say Dodgers on them. Um, at the same time, taking my two bikes to Adkins to Verona, uh, you know, you try to coordinate this whole, of whole thing. So, but yeah, we have four products to offer, and um, again, we are not the biggest, but I'll, I can guarantee you that our price and our quality is at the highest level. Um, period. I would expect nothing else from someone trained by Bill. Yeah. <laughs> or, or. Got your boots on, Phil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have. Yeah. I got my waders. Interesting. Interesting. No, he's he's good. And Bill, you know, Bill did such a, uh, 40 years, Bill, at the store? 40 years. I need to try and get a picture here. So, so look. Uh, here, let me get that out of the way. Oh. Uh, Bill never worries about that. I don't know. <laughs> You're not in the backyard of Wisconsin if you don't have a beer. But see, all I, right. I drink enough for Simon, so he's okay. Yeah, he he, he <laughs> balances oh, it all out. 
Uh, no, I... Did you used to? I did. Well, you had to. If oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, I did. Earlier. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, no, I've been alcohol-free 26 mm. years now. You know what? <laughs> I think I might decide that, yeah. Whatever's in there. That stuff's good. It is good. That's why I got it for you. But apparently, he's not making that decision tonight. No, I'm sorry if I disappoint you. I know who else I'm disappointing. Thanks. Yeah, you'll disappoint yourself tomorrow when you wake up. No, no, I will get up and start gnawing it off. But yeah, there's, uh, you know, you you talk about. Why don't you tell us about influential people in your life, Pastor? Oh. Well, um, well, I'd have to start with my parents. Uh, I had a I had a very happy childhood. Uh, my father was in the British Royal Navy, and what rank did wow. he retire with? Interesting. Uh, he was a chief, which means like chief, a chief petty Captain. officer. Chief petty officer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So, uh, I believe that's the highest. NCO rank uh, to go higher. You, Non-commissioned you, you can't go officer. Higher. Correct. Sorry. Yes. So that's the highest you can go without actually going to officer school. Uh, so he served uh, 22 years in the British Royal Navy and uh, went from seaman to uh, chief petty officer. Uh, so that was that was fun. We moved a lot uh, during my, sure. my younger years. Sure. Uh, after, you know, as I approached my teens, kind of late late preteens, we, we settled down. Didn't didn't move so much, but uh, moved a lot before that. So I, I, the one sad thing about that is I don't have much in the way of uh, solid childhood friends because. Some schools I'd be there for a school year, some a year and a half, and then boom, off we go again. Uh, so that's about one of the few sad things. But other than, I mean, well, we were poor. <laughs> they didn't, Who wasn't? They didn't, they didn't pay much in the uh, British wasn't? military then. Um, so we, we had lots of uh, pasta and meatballs and anything that was... was cheap and would would fill two growing lads because i got a younger brother and uh you know but lots of lots of wonderful memories there was always always lots of love in the house and uh there was enough food and that was great so yeah my parents uh, would have to start with them and then oh boy um My judo instructor, well, actually, all the all the guys in the, the judo club, they were, because uh, despite the fact that, let me see, by 14, I was already six foot tall. Uh, I'm 6'2 now. Uh, I used to get bullied at school. Um, but they would, I'd get bullied by groups of four or five. Uh, so, you know, yeah, six foot. Uh, That's too bad, because when we had a bully... There were like 12 of us that took care of that 
idiot. Yeah, and so I, no, you know, nobody stood up for me. Uh, my my parents put my brother and I in judo, and he did okay, but I took to it like a duck to water. I'm like, oh, I like this, <laughs> <laughs> and. You know, my uh, judo instructor was a great guy. I think he was a he was a salesman. I think he was like a phar- pharmaceutical rep. Ooh, neat. Um, and you know, he was a uh, an active and and not obnoxiously, but an outspoken Christian. And uh, he just ran a really great club. And, uh, there was lots of encouragement and. I, I just loved it. That helped bring me out of my shell because I'm I'm a type B. I, I I'd rather not be around people. Um, I I recharge by getting away from everybody. Whereas you know my son, he's a type A. He he recharges by being around people. <laughs> like okay. I don't understand don't how that works. But that. <laughs> don't feel bad about that. Uh, so that was that was good. Oh, and then of course the the bullying problem went away. Real quick. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um. So who else influenced you? Well, I don't... <sighs> Your mom and dad, and you moved a lot. So yeah, moved a lot. Different, like, uh, bases? I had, some, I had some good teachers at... Uh, at Yes. High school. Oh, didn't we good, all? Good oh, teachers. Gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we my, had some good. Catherine Higgins. My physics teacher, Dave Garland. Uh, I, did, I did connect with him, oh, I don't know, like five or six years ago on, physics. on the internet. Oh. And I just thanked him gene. so much for, for being <laughs> such a wonderful. That, gene. that yeah. physics gene, I just didn't. Oh, I, I did math and physics my A levels, uh, and I, I loved them. But the so I mean, you know, Dave Garland would would be uh, he would have earned my my respect just by being a, a good teacher in a subject that I liked. But he also started the school computer club, and he brought it. He had a couple of small computers of his own. <laughs> These things were were tiny. Uh, nothing that today you show any sure. kids today they'd be sure. like, what's sure. what's that? Because <laughs> you had to plug it into a TV. I mean, it's yeah. just, oh. It, <laughs> uh, 1K of memory. It, yeah. Not one meg. One, one, one meg. K. 1,024 bytes of memory. Unbelievable. You know, stuff like that. So, that got me start- I, just like with the judo, I was, I was hooked. Um, I bet you could hold your own in the judo. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm a man of peace now. Plus, there's, there's, well, no. plus there's not a plus is not a judo club uh, nearby. Uh, I, I did apparently there is one in is Madison, it? but that's karate. That's karate. Jim Luby. Yeah. No, that's that's karate. Yeah. It's a whole different. Yeah. Karate and judo, they're different. Yeah. Striking. Judo is more of a grappling art. Um, oh. Is so it kind of wrestling then, grappling? Or? It, it's closer to wrestling than it would be to karate or taekwondo or anything like that. Because we have a great customer out of Platteville, um, Jim Luby, and his 
Karate, and I don't mean to mispronounce that, um, but he's he's a tremendous customer of ours at our business, and he's fun to be around. He's, he's a hoot. But he's a big, tall drink of water too. And he's a very kind, soft-spoken gentleman. Yeah, look out for that, because you. Well, you know something I I found in judo was the 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 senior grades. You know, like brown belts and then black belt and up pretty chill guys because they knew what they could do <laughs> they didn't have anything to prove <laughs> the color of the belt around their waists did all the proving that needed to be done um and you know on the <laughs> mat they could just I like this. tear you up i like this uh fling you around throw you around literally throw you around uh, but off the mat, they're just all great big pussy cats. I mean, just the <laughs> nicest people. Because uh, my my mother used, you know, she'd worry about me. But uh, during summer breaks and, and you know from from school, the guys would come over and they would take me over to these. They would go do the circuit of all the local judo clubs in the other towns, and uh, and they'd take me along. My mother would be completely happy because she knew that those guys would do completely right by me and if anything went down uh, she knew that they'd be bringing me home safe because yeah. <laughs> it, right. it would have to be a pretty big uh bust That's, up that is neat stuff that is uh, really neat stuff and I, I you know so you, you'll like this we had uh team or we had club uh t-shirts and sweatshirts made and we all would, would try to wear them as often as possible, especially when we were visiting uh, some of the other clubs. And we had a great relationship with the other clubs, and we'd, we'd go visit them. And I remember there was one that was in, like, a sports center, and so afterwards we'd, we'd all go up to the bar and order orange juice. But there's, you know, us big strapping lads go walking up to the bar. This big space clears. <laughs> we walk up to the bar, I mean, and go, I'll have a pint of orange juice, please. Yep. <laughs> a pint? A pint, of course. Yeah. A British pint as well. It's 20 British fluid pint. ounces. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh, neat. Uh, so I, I always felt very very safe when I was with them. So I, I have so many fond, fond memories of that. That's neat. Um, then, well, they, they didn't have a judo club in the university. I, got, I ended up taking up kayaking, uh, canoeing and kayaking when I was at university, because we were right on, you know, I was, went to the University of Plymouth, uh, which has its own uh, port and its harbor, and, and so you're right there, uh, just off the, the English Channel, and uh, that was that was wow. fun. So I did a lot of, uh, okay. a lot of kayaking, wow. every all day Saturday, and like every Wednesday afternoon. That's a great uh, exercise. Oh, it was, yeah. I was, I was pretty fit. I, I had a physique like an inverted triangle. I had really wide shoulders and a really narrow waist. It's just kind of flipped the other way. It, it's the other way now. Well, you know what? We age. But that was that was fun. Um, Bill doesn't, but I do. And you know, I had some. Oh, I don't know. It's. I had some great. Uh, some great people in the club. There, our instructor. Uh, his nickname was Bear. I'm not sure if I ever did know his real name. Bear. 
Bear. Well, yeah, Bear. He, was uh, he was he was, he was fun. an animal. He, he was, <laughs> but he was such a nice guy, and you you, he was one of these guys where, if he knew that you knew what you were doing, he'd let you get away with a lot of stuff. Otherwise, yeah. he'd keep a close because every year you you know the the first year university students would come along, and and so he had to keep a real close eye on them. But the rest of us that he knew we could we could handle right. Larson. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can do that. Just just be safe. And do you think if, um, for example, if you didn't have the parents you did, that Bear wouldn't have been as trustworthy? Uh, well, if if I hadn't have been the person that, uh, yes, I, I, he was he was a good judge of character, and so yeah, I was one of the safety boats. I took I took to kayaking. Uh, again just really really easily and um, I could get in to a difficult situation rescue somebody out of it and get me and them out without dumping in um, you know so when you when you get to that level me he's like yeah 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 you, you guys are fine you do whatever you like <laughs> and so we we did some we did some crazy stuff um, Well, Bill, what about you and your um, uh, people that had an influence on you when you were growing up that is positive? Well, Monsignor Minarski scared the devil out of all us altar boys, number one. That was probably needful. Well, it was, yeah, you know. If you're stealing the wine and drinking, eating all the hose. No, I never did that. Never Don't did lie that. to Phil, Bill. Monsignor Minarski... <laughs> had a hearing aid. He's a Polish guy that spoke real loud because he couldn't hear. And back in the late 50s, early 60s, a hearing aid was a unit, Ooh. a speaker that you wore around your neck about four inches long, maybe two and a half inches wide. I think I remember and those. And there was a wire that went up to the guy's ear. I think I remember those. And I was serving Mass as like a third grader. This is in Prairie? This is in Prairie, and it was in Latin. So you're facing away from the crowd? He, yeah, well, no, you're doing the confidio, you're bending over. So you're too young to even know this stuff. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Did you ever bend over in a cassock and surplus and reset the No, but I lived in the church. In Latin? I lived in the All church, right. Bill. Well, this is this is the whole thought. See, then you, you haven't really lived until you bent over in a surplus and cassock. Rich in Latin. You. Maybe there are some advantages to not growing up in the church. I skipped all of that. No. I, you know, one day, one week, well, Easter week, I was in church like... Everybody is that week. I know, but I, I was a server. And... The padre, the priest, said, make sure you have socks you can get off and on really easy. I hope I didn't say this already, but so I had one white sock and one black sock because I get the white sock off easier than I get the black sock <laughs> off. And my mom's sitting in the crowd and she goes, why did you have two different color socks on? And I said, well, because the priest told me to make sure I could Father Grodkin, Father Roger Taylor... He told me to make sure I could get my sock off fast. <laughs> well, Philip, you cannot be wearing two different colors socks to church. 
Oh boy, that was tough. But anyway, Did you do I, it after that. No, <laughs> <laughs> Darlene had spoken. <laughs> I was, I was so embarrassed. I was mortified, actually. You know, but I didn't even. He just said. Well, your dad reaches into your right pocket looking for yeah, firecrackers. Firecrackers, mom's chewing my butt about socks. Wow. Good thing you had those two people keeping yeah, track of you. Look at me now. Yeah. You're gonna need some therapy. You, you yeah. want to make an appointment <laughs> no, when we're done recording here? I'm gonna. The Lord gave Phil. No, well, I've seen the two of them together. I think they need they need some of my professional help. <laughs> <laughs> She's so damn cute. Oh, God. She drives sport, me nuts. That's all for sport. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, gosh. But I didn't mean to. So, well, anyway, anyway. Here I am, and you're saying this, and I just <laughs> spit it out. So, after Mass, you said, Mr. Wall, please recite the Confidior to me. And he points to his speaker. He goes to his chest where that thing is hanging and so he's got the little thing running around and it goes up to his ear it goes into his ear yep the wire into his, his ear and i bend kind of. over and i'm looking i bend over is a bad thing this year the whole priest thing anyway i put my mouth right in front of his little speaker and i blurted it off perfectly and i stood up i looked at him eye to eye and that was tough because he was a everybody thought he was god oh yeah and that's a respect we had you're in third grade too so how old yeah, are you Nine, that's the respect we ten. had <clears throat> i looked up at him he looked out at me and he said thank you you may go <laughs> i was gone <laughs> you know that's you bring up a really good point because um it didn't have to be your dad back in the day that you respected and, and oh you my did gosh, yeah. Yeah. it could be your dad's buddies or your dad's buddies <laughs> mothers yes it was you had respect for adults um and if they were a a police officer or a a uniformed something or another you even had more respect for them and you know i gotta say something i swear to god without the internet without social media without phones on everybody's hand people found out things in smaller towns faster than they do now Mm -hmm. oh yes okay so my mother was born and raised in a small town just outside of Plymouth. Uh, the town was called Saltash. It's in Cornwall. Uh, and she, you know, came from a family that had been there a long time. And we eventually settled back in Saltash after the British Royal Navy moved us all over the the south coast of England. Well, my mother, because she was a local girl from a well-known family, she knew everybody. At least it felt like it. Effectively everybody. (laughs) And she had a spy network that would probably make your dad impressed. Oh my. And so I could never get away Penetrate. with yeah. and uh, now again mm-hmm. the official story is I was a good boy and so every so often my mother would go oh I was talking to at whatever store because she knew everybody at every store and she said oh they were complimenting you on how well behaved you were well yeah because I know that everybody's watching me they all, they all know I'm Jane Chapel's kid and I'd better be really good 
<laughs> you're toeing the line. Yeah. Yes. It's a little bit of, yeah, Johnny Cash. Go to the, uh, the dark side and you are done. You're fried. So, yeah, yeah. Being, being a bad kid was not an option. And oh. I, I didn't want to be one, but. <laughs> no, and I didn't either. I didn't want to disappoint, you know. Um, when you're growing up, you, you hopefully take the right path and you, you don't want to disappoint. And uh, my mother, behind Mike Kruba and Gary Schill on Dodgeville Main Street, and Bill, you probably passed her, Bill and Lisa, um, she was third on the all-time list of working. She never owned a business, but she worked for photographers. And she had quite an art. She was very good at a lot of things. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah. But she Scheduling, worked organizing? At Oma. She was an art, see, girly thing, you know. Um, very good when it came to, you know, say somebody had a family photo and their eye was shut. Huh. She'd have to paint it in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Old school. Painted in there. Well, that canvas. before Photoshop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was canvas <clears throat> stuff. But I think it was Gary Schill, Mike Kruber, or Mike Kruber, Gary Schill, and then Darlene Heimroll. Would work before you and Lisa came along. Worked on the main drag, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, Long time. Dodgeville. Yeah. So, but you know, the whole bo- bottom line is about what our conversation is here is, you just didn't want to disappoint your mom and dad. Right. You wanted to do the best you could because they're providing you genes, they're providing you food. You know, I know I'm in, in a simple world. Um, but it was real. But you know, they're also on the front line. It's yeah. like, you know, like my family in Prairie Sheen, I had, my grandfather had the clothing store, and then my parents got involved in it, as well as my uncles. But then I also had my grandfather's brother, who had a shoe store Yep. in the same community. And of course, that was ladies' shoes and men's shoes, and ladies buy more shoes. So there was a network there. And then the network came back to the other store, my grandfather's store, so it's like, Whoa! <laughs> and before that, my another sure. brother of my grandfather had a hardware store. Okay. So there was a whole network of of gazelles that had to keep an eye on me. <laughs> yeah. So I had to be real sneaky about things. <laughs> now, of course, it it, it 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 worked to my mother's advantage because uh, she had bad arthritis, and so. She would send me off to do the the shopping, because uh, big strapping lad, I could carry all the bags, because we only had one car, so I had to <laughs> uh, walk a mile down to town, so only, go buy everything. It's okay to have one car. Oh, yeah. And uh, so, you know, I'd go do all the shopping everywhere, or, or she'd send me up to the, uh, the corner store. She smoked, so I had to go and buy her cigarettes. I was thinking back now, I'm like, you know, I was way too young to buy those for her. <laughs> but everybody knew that I was Jane Chapel's kid, and they knew I didn't they, smoke, yeah. so they sold them to me, and I took them yeah. back to my mother. It's like, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. I I'm, tried to be a smoker, and I just couldn't. I that. never, never even tried once. No, uh, I couldn't. I used to be running and smoking do not mix. It's like oh, electricity and water. So I chose the right. So I just I just did twice as much drinking as I didn't smoke. Well, no, I, I tried. Well, you know that's that's what got me in trouble is the drinking with wags and hay for wags especially. 
Oh, I, I can believe that. Yeah, yeah he he, lo- he looks like a ne'er do well. I tried to smoke, well, but yeah. it just didn't work with me. <laughs> and that's good. Ooh, yeah. bat! I see a bat. Oh yeah, yeah we have we have bats. Ooh, I don't know a couple of them. Mm-hmm. They are the mosquito eaters. Oh yes, we cheer them on. We do. For as many mosquitoes that we have around here. Do you have a few? Or? There's a few, but not many. Uh, it, it, it goes in phases. So earlier this year, we had a ton of gnats. Oh, oh yeah. we were just swarmed with them. This is... Now it's... Oh, this yeah. is beautiful. In Minnesota, where my in-laws were from, you could not sit out this time of night without being covered. Yeah. Nor in Prairie Sheen could you sit out. Right. Oh, the river. All of yep. yeah, water. And yep. that's what I was... When I was watering when you were gone, when I was taking care of all your beautiful um, plants and stuff, I was like, mm, I'm leaving a little water pool here. I wonder if that's going to affect... Well, it just it drains through you. I don't worry about that. No, the mosquitoes or... No. It, it was been so dry that they probably... The water probably evaporated, so... Yeah, they were... They were... Sucking it up. It was pretty neat. It was nice. It was. This oh, was... you did dig that down deep, didn't you? Well, yeah, I had. Okay. What five buckets? Yeah. <laughs> I just cleaned her out, Phil. That's. You got a good thing going on here, Bill Wall. Blew, up, blew out the carbon and yeah, it's going good. High speed, low drag. Yep. So, anywho, how about yeah. we? We say who was one of your best influences in your life, and it could be a teacher. And I'm going to say right now, my eighth grade English teacher, Catherine Higgins, who's not with us anymore. I remember Catherine. She was a snarly girl. And when, you know, basketball used to be really popular and competitive at St. Joe's. We played Cuba City. We played... Keeler, we played Dickieville, we played Platteville, and we were very good. I mean, we we won a lot of our contests. But the Monday morning, on the right-hand part of her chalkboard, she'd have beat Cuba or beat Dickieville all week. (laughs) (laughs) And she was a... So in 19... I don't remember the year, but... Yeah, I do. 1976, uh, 5, 1975. So she's got an idea for Eddie Edwards, who's our head coach, to have a spotlight introduction because we're playing this great team from Cuba City. And so she's on the stage, the old St. Joe's gym. and Wasn't that lunch hall as well? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's... She's introducing the team in a spotlight introduction in fifth and sixth grade. Before the game? Before the game. And she's up there just, I mean, she just made it. She just was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And the passion she had was such a neat thing, you know. And I I gained a lot from, from her, and I guess that's my... Uh, and we beat that team. And then when they were, when I was a f- junior in high school, that same team that won the state championship, we beat 
in Dodgeville um, on our home floor and I can't you know not think about her um, for what she did you know mentally mentally um, she was a great teacher but she was so we're gonna go get him. <laughs> she was, she was a fire plug, Catherine Higgins. Anyway, that's basketball. my, that's my favorite story about my teacher, in eighth grade. Basketball was a big, big deal in mm -hmm. Dodge. Not so much now, but you know when my son graduated, what was that, two thousand and three? One game shy going to the sectional finals at Portage Beach. Dodgeville. Yes. And that was a. We, did you see that game? I was. I was holding my daughter in my arms at, because we Daniel Harkins was on that team from Portage. That's right. Good kid. Good. Very good kid. Oh gosh, and he was a. You you couldn't. You had to manhandle him. He was smooth. Yep. He was like a Ricky Olson almost. Yeah. That was that was quite a game. Yep. I'm uh, JoJo's on my shoulder and I'm in the middle of the court because half of me's cheering for Dodgeville obviously <laughs> and half of me's cheering for Daniel Harkins because He's my sporting. lovely had, um, babysat this whole Portage clan and that's where she's from um, for years and he's at the pro I mean, he's a junior, and they made it to the state tournament that year. Portage did. Yeah, got beaten the first game by Aquinas. Yeah, across Aquinas, yeah. and oh, they went on that to was win. Chocolate Halverson's. Yeah, Chocolate Halverson's son, who was originally yeah. from uh, Dodgeville. <clears throat> great basketball player. Oh yeah, Chalk was, Chalk was a great guy to be on the floor with. Oh man, what now, a talent. At one time, he was all-time leading scorer at the University of Wisconsin. Lacrosse. Lacrosse. I'm sure he still has records, his free throw percentage, his uh, shooting percentage, um, the amount of free throws he made. Yeah, he's still hanging a lot of hats on the wall up there, for sure. Yep. And he played with Eddie Edwards. Right, but who, then... But he was the same class as Eddie, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. That I don't know the answer to. I'm sure they were close. But Chalk, um, I remember my dad would throw us in the car and go, we're going to UW Lacrosse, your brother's playing basketball tonight. And we'd get up there and sure enough, Richie's playing basketball, lacrosse. And he's playing with Eric Hogg. He, oh gosh, Pat, is it Pat Mason? Um, they, were, they were such fundamentally sound basketball players back in the day. Mm -hmm. All of them. It didn't matter if you were six, eight. You hit an eight-foot jump shot using the backboard. You know the free throws. The you know the rebounds, the blocking out. Um, but it was fun because I could sleep all the way up there and <laughs> sleep all the way back. Yeah, all of a sudden, oh, we're here already. Yeah. <laughs> Two-hour trip. So I, my brother, by the way, Pastor was nine years older than me. Okay. So, uh, but he took me out. He just was one of the, you couldn't ask for a better brother. I told you a story about the chicken, right? And the Oreos. That was. I don't think I heard that one. Oh, gosh. Are you ready? 
I'm I'm <laughs> sitting comfortably. <laughs> so, oh, Richard, you are something. So, I'm. He's either seventeen and I'm. Eight and nine is seventeen. Yeah, he's either seventeen and I'm nine, or he's, or I'm eight and he, or he's nine and he's eighteen. Nine and nine is yeah. So he says to me, "Remember the old Mark's IGA, which is the North End Quick Trip, now, or not?" You weren't here for that, I don't believe. It was a Mark's IGA. What was there? It was Mark's IGA, but I. Boy, I don't remember what was there. I remember I, Narvi's, so I, I'm that's somewhat farther old. north. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on the yep. other side of. Maybe, 18. maybe I do remember the. Oh boy. It wasn't. I've only just been, been here been, long enough to remember that. Yeah. Okay. It so it hadn't been an IG. I think they tore that building down. I think it was an empty yeah. lot. Yes, it was. So Richie says, "Phil, you're going to go in here," and he, I mean, he gave me the cash, and he goes, "You're going to go buy a." Um, Roasted chicken, you know, in the rotisserie thing, and um, a bag of Oreos and some napkins and a couple of forks. Oh, I am. Okay. <laughs> okay. No problem. And what? Am, what in the heck am I going to do with this stuff? So, it used to be that you played the big game on Friday night. Okay. And now it's Monday, it's Tuesday, you know, the, the big game at the uh, Dodgeville High School used to be played on Friday night. And so the girls, who they didn't have any athletics back then in 1972 or 3, and I hope I say this correctly, but the girls that were cheerleaders were by far the best athletes. Because they didn't have any athletic events. They were the oh, okay. gymnasts. Yep. Oh, All right. God. They could have basketball did, players. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. They could have mm-hmm. done. Oh, my gosh. So, Rich is sweet on one named Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. <laughs> and he goes, Well, you're going to take this chicken and these Oreos into these girls. I'm like, What? Because <laughs> they, they were making the D for the next Friday night. Because you'd run through the D as you come out the okay <laughs> the locker room, and they beat the Cubans or whatever beat Iowa Grant, whatever it was. And I'm like, I am. Yes, brother, you are. And I walk in there, and, and I, I got the reddest face. I'm the most embarrassed nine-year-old. In the history of nine-year-olds being embarrassed. And I'm like, Cheryl. And there were two twins. There was, oh my gosh, there was there were so many good-looking, beautiful. Pretty girls. Girls. <laughs> I was just like, I was enamored. And I'm like, <laughs> here, here, here. You know, I couldn't, even, I couldn't even articulate something to say. Oh, funny. Oh, well, who's this from? Uh, I don't know, but it's for you guys. <laughs> and, and I said, "Here's some cookies too." Oh gosh, that Richard—he—he he drugged me out, drug or dragged? I don't know. Um, oh gosh, he was a your great, older brother. He can do whatever he wants. He's a great him. brother. <laughs> he's a great brother. There's no doubt. Oh gosh, but that day was well, the first day, and I hope this does not upset your. Um, cast tonight um i knew i was a healthy heterosexual male 
Because <laughs> those girls were, I was just like, so you fell in love a lot. A lot. Well, there's, <laughs> there's two twins. There's a, oh, there's a, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was in trouble. Now Cheryl. Yeah, Cheryl. Sister-in-law. Sisters. Yep. For as long as I've, you know, they've been sleeping in the same sleeping bag forever. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, Cheryl, for putting up with Phil. Yeah. If you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she does. She puts up with me, but no, that was neat. That was neat. What am I going into the the IGA store for? Oh, you're gonna get a chicken. A what? Yeah, you're gonna get a rotisserie chicken. You're gonna get some Oreo cookies. Did you even know what a rotisserie chicken was? I had no idea. And he goes, "Well, you got to pick one of those." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to get off. They all um, pretty much look the same, don't they? Well, yeah, I just, ooh. Are you talking about the chickens or the cheerleaders? No, they they were different, but they were. <laughs> different, <laughs> but the same. <laughs> yep, class of 73. Well, Pastor, I think maybe that's where we should end this. Perhaps we should while it's still family friendly. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I get off the beaten path here. Oh, because we never do that, do we? Bill? Oh, not no, at all. Not at no, no. We don't, no. uh, so we can tell you haven't listened to any of the, the episodes because we, yeah, if we get three minutes into the podcast and we're still on the same subject, we're doing well. That's right. <laughs> well, we bounced around a little bit, I think. That's our you style. That's how, that's how we roll. <laughs> it's kind of like a pinball in a pinball machine. Yes, right. People know what that is. Yeah. Well, then Phil, it has been a pleasure to uh, well, sit down for, and visit with you. Thanks for inviting me for a second round. I'm well, sure you're I'll, welcome. Oh, it'll be every other round now because you're like... <laughs> <laughs> you're full that, of stories. That character is... Oh, boy. Yes, you do, I, I, I'm i thinking, we'll yes. Full to, of stories is a good way to describe we'll, him. I have to get the Canadian. Some Canadian uh, fishing stories in next time, maybe. 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 <laughs> If we get around I, to it. I've never gone fishing for Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> You're the judo guy. You don't fish. <laughs> oh, I timed that perfectly. Oh, you really hit me on the head there. Did it go through your nose? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> That's a beer, folks. Uh, oh. And so with that, <laughs> good night, dear listeners. We're out. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. I hope that you enjoyed hanging out with us.